Hi. One of the features here on Less the Book Coach is going to be a weekly podcast. Everybody has a story. I spent 17 years in radio asking questions, and until I started this series, I had no idea how much I missed it. The format of these podcasts is going to be a guest and me in a conversation, and you get to eavesdrop. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. Joining me is Kelly Weaver. Kelly is a uh, client that has finished her book and uh, in our brand new series of podcasts. She's, it's a couple of firsts. She's our first female guest, and she's our first client that has uh, finished her book. Kelly, let's start out with a little bit of background. Where do you live? What do you do? Hi, Les. Thanks for having me. Aloha, everyone. Uh, my name is Kelly Weaver, and I currently live in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I work at a private school here in Hawaii. I've been in education for the past 22 years. So, how did you, are, are you a native to Hawaii? How did you end up in Hawaii? Everybody, <laughs> no, everybody visits, all. nobody lives there, it seems. <laughs> That's right, right. So, And we thought the same thing. So I grew up and was raised in eastern Pennsylvania for 38 years of my life. And um, in 2009, we came here on a romantic 10-year wedding anniversary trip and absolutely fell in love with the islands and decided that uh, we were going to find a way to get back. And it took five years, but we were able to um, find jobs and move here and move our entire family here back in 2014. Kelly, I have the benefit of having worked with you uh, on your book, but our listeners don't. So so tell us uh, about the book and, and how that plays in to that move to Hawaii. Well, that was the whole impetus for the book. So the book is called Living Your Own Aloha. Five Steps to Manifesting Your Dreams. I'm also a certified law of attraction coach. So for those of you out there that are familiar with the secret, law of attraction simply means what you put out is what you get back, whether that be good or bad. And I have learned to really harness and master that law and have been a deliberate creator and have been able to bring pretty much anything that I desire into my life. And I wanted to share with my readers a process that I use using the word aloha, five steps, at how I was able to create this life truly in paradise, how I was able to manifest our jobs, our home, um, and all the incredible experience I've had with travel and um, just many other things that have happened in my life, all because I was able to identify this powerful um, process and I want to teach you how to do the same. I do believe that all of us have that power. I'm not special. Um, It's just that when you learn it, when you tap into it, and when you take the steps, you're going to be able to do um, and create anything that you want as well. Kelly, let's start out with the the memory crutch. You use Aloha to to help people remember the steps to take. Can Can you walk us through that? Absolutely. So uh, let me just tell you a little backstory real quick about why the word aloha, because um, here in Hawaii, it's a very sacred word. So for the viewers out there who might be Hawaiian or know this, I want to make sure you understand that I was very careful in this. But um, 
one day I was on a walk. I was on what's called a meditative walk. And um, I was really struggling with what to title this book. And at that time, the book was still in just kind of uh, in my head. And I got a very clear message uh, as I was walking, use the word aloha. And at first, it, it kind of startled me. And I thought, aloha. And then I counted and I thought, oh, my words, it is five letters and I have five steps. And then um, I was trying to grapple with why I would get this message. And I realized it's because love is really the essence of aloha. There's really no equivalent. Um, most people think it means hello and goodbye. But the Hawaiians here, it is not just a word. It is a lifestyle. It is a way of life. And so it's actually hard to define it. There's no uh, English equivalent word. And so when that little fact hit me, I thought, this is why Spirit told me to use Aloha as a mnemonic device for my readers to remember the steps. And so the steps go like this. The first step is ask. You need to be very specific with what you ask for and what to manifest can't just say, oh, I'd like some money. Um, the, the universe will uh, always give you what you need, but if you're not specific, it, it won't. So you want to be very specific in whatever you ask. Um, think of all your senses when you're doing that. The second is um, L for listen. The universe sends us signs every single day, and we sometimes miss them because we dismiss them as being uh, not for us or as being coincidences, but when you start using your eyes and your ears and looking around, you're going to see that uh, the universe will give you lots of signs to let you know if you're on the right path. The O is for um, open. This is really important. Although I said back in A that you need to ask specifically for what you want and get into great detail, you need to be open to the endless possibilities of what the universe will deliver. In the book, I talk about a card that I manifested um, using this um, example. So you want to be open because the universe will deliver things you can't even imagine. And most times it's, it's better than what you would think. H is my favorite. H is for the how. And we say the how is none of your dang business. How the universe gets this desire to you um, is not what you should be concentrating on. You need to put your, it's like being in a restaurant. You put your order in, you sit, you talk with your family, your friends. You're not concerned about your meal coming out. As a matter of fact, you're not even thinking about it, right? And then your meal comes and you eat and you're happy. Some days it's a little faster than others, depending on if the kitchen's backed up. But you never question, is my meal coming out? That's how you have to be with the universe when you place your order. You don't know how it's going to come to you, but rest assured, it's coming. Um, and it's what we call divine timing. Sometimes we as humans think we need something right now, but the universe always knows what's best for our highest good. So if it doesn't come to you or in the way that you want, you need to trust that that's the way it was supposed to. And then the last A is for act as if. It's really important that whatever it is that you desire, you act as if you already have it. So, for example, when I moved to Hawaii, I had been up for a job, and I really wanted the job, and I was in competition with someone else. And so I would act as if I already had the job. I envisioned myself sitting in the office. I would pretend to answer the phone with my new title, my name. Um, so any way that you can get your um, energy and vibration, as we call it in my world, to match your desire, the faster that's going to come. So it's like 
kind of childlike imagination. So again, it's um, it's ask, listen, open, how, and act as if. Kelly, when you were when you were telling us that story, and, and I looked around my office and tacked up on my whiteboard, is an eight by ten guest check uh, or a copy of a of a guest check as we might see uh, in a restaurant. Uh, you were the one that, that taught me about that, and and when we were working on that chapter, I remember printing that that guest check and and I put my order on it. <clears throat> tell us, tell us how that works, and 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 how you can use that great big restaurant pad. So for less, when um, I taught that, I teach this uh, technique in the book too, and I give you a, a sample of a restaurant pad for those of you who have been in the service industry or just have gone into. Um, you know, a restaurant, sometimes they write down on a pad of paper. And so what I encouraged Les to do was write down what he was asking for and place that on his order and then to hang it somewhere where he could see it just to be reminded that, you know, he put his order in and he's going to wait patiently for it to come. And sure enough, I, I forget how long it took Les. It wasn't that long, right? Before, I was, it was nearly, uh, ten, nearly 10 days. It was into the second week. But uh, I mean, my, my request was, was pretty serious uh, the, the, what I asked for was uh, two clients a month uh, through the remainder of uh, 2019 and and through 2020 so I had a pretty big request but realistically it, it took almost two weeks before it happened but it's still going on is is that typical yeah. of what you see yeah Yes. It depends on whatever the desire is and uh, where you are also in your belief of whether or not. I always tell my clients, you know, ideally, many of us would say we'd love a million dollars, right? But at the core of it, do you believe that you can get a million dollars? So you, you need to start with something that's manageable, and I'll teach you that in the book. You know, it could just be something where I want to find a penny on the ground until you start getting your belief and start seeing that you can create your reality. Um, and then you would eventually work up to a million dollars. But for most people, um, the, the ask has to be realistic so that you really believe that it's something that you can achieve. Many of our listeners will be familiar with The Secret, uh, which was you know, a rave eight, ten years ago. But your concept, your book, builds on that and, and goes on further, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, because with manifestation, there's not just five steps. Of course, I outline those five steps. I anecdotally tell you stories that show how those steps have been utilized so that you can put them in your life. However, when it comes to manifesting, there's a whole array of topics that you need to learn about because everything in life is energy and you have to learn to manage that. And so, like I just mentioned, one of the things um, that we just, we talk about in the book is beliefs. What beliefs do you already have around, let's say, money, right? Many people have beliefs they pick up in childhood that imprint on them, and then they express that as adults. And they don't even realize that sometimes they have uh, feelings of unworthiness and not being good enough or not deserving it. And that's actually blocking them from allowing that money to come into their lives. So we examine those beliefs and look at them. Um, 
you know, people have to make decisions. Some people are really great at making decisions. Until I learned this and managed it, I was a terrible decision maker. Um, but that's really important. So we explore all different topics that you need to address in order to become a, uh, a manifester like I have been. And the, and the more that you learn those, the more that you deal with those um, other topics and situations, the faster you're going to see things flow into your life and effortlessly. How much of that unlearning is is a part of your system? Because we, we've got a lot of those beliefs that were established either through childhood or, or habits in the workplace or habits in relationship. We've got a lot of, of those rules in place. How much of that unlearning is part of this system? That's pretty much all of it. You have to unlearn these stories and these beliefs that you've created. We constantly have this projector running in the background of all of these ideas that are usually negative thoughts. And that's okay. Humans by nature, um, and this is not a dig, but humans by nature are negative beings. It's our biological fight or flight um, process that our bodies used to need back in the day when the, when the caveman, you know, would be attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. But we don't have that anymore. There's very few situations where we have to use our fight or flight. And so we have a lot of work to do as humans on trying to pivot to the positive faster and more quickly. And until we deal with that projection, that movie that's been unconsciously going on in our lives, um, we're not going to be able to bring forward the things that we want. What about when we do arrive? You you teach the the process, and and your your followers, your your students learn this. But what about when it actually does come to fruition? Isn't there some sometimes a feeling of guilt, like I don't really deserve this, or oh man, this is too good to be true? Uh, I'm I'm waiting. To pay for this, the other foot is going to drop. Is, isn't that a feeling that happens? Oh, absolutely. And it still happens even to me who has developed and created the system. And I think that's just being human. You know, unfortunately, we're not, you know, um, I believe, you know, we're connected to our divinity and we go back into that form, but we're not that form. So as humans, it is my belief that we come here and we choose this life to learn the lessons that we have to learn. And so when those situations arise, I no longer look at them as the victim. I no longer say, oh, why did that happen to me? I realize it happened for me for a higher good that I can't see. And the best example I can give, someone tried to call me out um, the other week about this. Um, we were supposed to go to Australia this year for spring break. And because of COVID-19, um, obviously our trip was canceled. And What's amazing is, you know, years ago, I would have been very mad and angry and upset and throwing my hands up and, oh, why did that happen? And blaming God and source or whatever. Um, but I realize now I, I don't, you know, obviously COVID is why the trip was canceled. But the year before, we were supposed to go to Japan and my husband's best friend passed away of cancer and we weren't able to go to Japan. So two years in a row now, my spring break trips have been canceled. And this person called me out wanting to say, well, you're this manifester and now it's not working and see, the universe doesn't work and trying to disprove it. And I and I simply said, you know, I, I may never know why those trips were canceled and why I was redirected. I don't like to call it canceled or re, you know, I feel I'll get there at some point. But I have to trust. 
I have to trust that my higher good, there was a reason, and maybe I'll never know it, and maybe it'll become clear, but it's okay. Um, I don't let those disappointments shake me. I know I'm confident that if I want to go to Japan and Australia or wherever else I want to go, I will get there, and I trust I, I trust that I don't know how it will happen, but I'm confident it will. And so those kind of things are lessons, and, and they make me remind me of the steps that I teach all of you so that, um, I don't know, just the universe wants to constantly give you those lessons uh, to listen and to practice. When, when you talk about the universe gives us those lessons, I think that one of your best stories is, is how we came to meet and how your, your book came to be. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a long stretch for somebody uh, in Hawaii who, who is a life coach uh, to team up with somebody uh, in southeastern Manitoba <laughs> and work on a project together. How did it come to be? Well, this is this is what I love about the universe. I was very set on um, wanting. Well, first of all, I tried to write the book myself for three years. And by the way, I am a certified English teacher. I taught English to, and I taught children how to write for sixteen years. I couldn't write a dang word of this book. Um, it just wasn't coming. It wasn't flowing. And I, I kept asking. I did what I did my steps. I you know I didn't identify them at that point, but I I did my steps. I asked for help. And so I ended up meeting another woman who um, Les had worked with and had written a book with. And um, when I confided in her, which I, I just remember, like, oh, she she wrote books and they were bestsellers. Why wouldn't I ask her? She's in my backyard, so to speak. And sure enough, she's like, oh, yeah, you need, you need Les the book coach. And I'm like, what? What is a book coach? I didn't even know what that was. But that's what I mean. Sometimes when you ask the universe, it's not just about asking for money. Sometimes the universe will bring people or resources into your life. And so because of this other connection, she introduced me to Les, who I needed to write this book. And it was amazing because I worked for three years trying to get this book written um, myself. And as soon as I met Les, I, you know, I had chapter after chapter after chapter each week. Um, it was really incredible. So your manuscript is done. You've, you've gone to the publisher. Where along in the process are you? When can people see this book? Well, I actually have not yet officially submitted the manuscript. I'm just working on some final edits before it has to go in there. But I'm looking at a fall release date. So fall of 2020, um, I'm thinking, is when they can get their hands on this book. And what's your plans for marketing? Is it is it going to be on Amazon? Is it available where where Kelly speaks? If somebody wants to make a note about getting this book, what should they be thinking? Yes, I'm going to definitely have it on Amazon. You can also find me at www.soulviver808.com. That is my website. There will be information on there as well. Um, and I will be happy to get you information as soon as it gets out. Kelly, when I when I talk to an author, there's never just <clears throat> one book in the system. And I know that from working with you, you have a lot more information that should be shared with people. What's next on them? What's what's the next project? The next project is actually a book that I have struggled to write for personal reasons. Um, 
and having to do my own healing work to be able to write this book. But it's actually my story about how um, I became awakened and spiritually aware and the journey that I've taken. And the the, the title that I'm grappling with right now is um, From Tri- from Trauma to Triumph, How a Broken Ankle Mended a Broken Spirit. And I will share the story of how I dislocated and broke my ankle here in Hawaii when I was on a trip and how that broke me open to spirituality and understanding all of this and um, healing the wounds of my childhood so that I could be the person that I am today. So you've already got the the, the title for the next book? Yes, yes. It's was actually the first book I thought I was going to write. And then um, I felt very redirected to write this other one. I think I still had some inner work to do before I was ready to grapple with this one. Now, just for those uh, listeners that might be thinking about uh, about writing a book, uh, I would just like to say that if they work with Les, the book coach, they don't have to have the title first. <laughs> Kelly has her title ready, but that, that's nothing that I that I recommend. I I think we can we can you, you need a you need a title for the file, but we'll come up with that final title uh, when when we have sure. a manuscript done. Do you think sure. Do you think you're going to be done with two books, or is this something that is now a part of your life? Yeah, I think this is a part of my life. I. I had forgotten how much I loved writing because, you know, life, time um, had gotten in the way. But um, it's, it's for me, it's cathartic and it's a great way to um, express and grapple with all that's happened in my life. And so I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to get back to the writer that I, I was. When I was a child, I wrote every single day, wrote stories, wrote a chapter book, um, and it's it's nice to be back. <laughs> How is it fitting in with your your speaking business, your consulting business? And I know that you don't have the book yet, but but in your mind, do you see where it fits? Will you have a use for it in your in your coaching business? Oh, absolutely! I already have clients that um, want a copy um, that that are working with me currently because I do have current clients, um, and they've been very helpful with this book as well, um, sharing insights and their own stories. And um, absolutely, when I already have um, two. Uh, uh, engagements here locally in Hawaii when the book comes out um, to different venues that want me to come and do a book signing and do a book talk. Um, I also am going to be teaching a class at one of those um, institutions, but she would like me to wait until I have a tangible book in my hand as well. So, so far I, I have some things on the books and of course I'm hoping my, my whole goal in life is to become a um, uh, a successful coach that gets to travel the world sharing my message and, and helping um, other people create the life that they want because this is what we were we were brought on this earth to do and we can all do it and I want many many people to be able to do what I've done I'm no different than any of you I really am not I'm not special I just have managed to find the tools that work and I want to teach you Kelly, thanks for joining us today, and I have to say that it's been a pleasure to work with you and to to be a small part of, of that goal that you have and taking that message.
to more people. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Les, I cannot thank you enough for your help, your wisdom, your guidance throughout the process. For those of you listening, Les is not just a book coach who's going to get you to write a book. He becomes your friend. He becomes your biggest cheerleader. And um, no matter what type of writer you are, everyone that wants to get a book out needs to have a Les in their life. So I am just indebted and grateful to you, Les, for all that you have done to help me and guide me through this journey. So thank you. Or as we say here, mahalo. That's today's podcast. Everybody has a story. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed asking the questions. And if you have any ideas for an interesting guest, uh, you'd like to hear more on any topic, please send the idea along to lessthebookcoach at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.